Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. In this week's headlines, one of the stars of the hit TV series The Walking Dead came out as gay in a heartfelt video. The world observed International Transgender Day of Visibility. The Trump administration has proposed cutting hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal budget for HIV AIDS prevention. The upcoming census may not count any LGBTs, effectively erasing us from the data. And the LGBT community lost an important pioneer and activist this week. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. First up this week, I love stories that are uplifting and give us hope. And when someone comes out in an inspiring, awesome way and lifts people up. This week, actor-musician and model Daniel Newman of the hit TV shows The Walking Dead and The Vampire Diaries publicly came out on Twitter this Thursday. Newman, who is model for Calvin Klein, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton, Tommy Hilfiger, currently plays Daniel, a soldier of the colony, The Kingdom, on the post-apocalyptic show The Walking Dead. He announced in a tweet that he is out and proud and encouraged people to be proud of who they are. The tweet read, I'm out and proud, LGBT, love you guys. Be proud to be yourself. We need everyone just the way you are. I'll chat with you guys tonight. Did I mention he has over a million Twitter followers? The actor followed up the tweet with a video explaining what led him to come out now, what it means to him, and what he hoped it does to inspire other people to come out. Here's just some of what Daniel Newman had to say to his supporters and fans. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. All of the uh, Instagram and Twitter feeds blowing up right now around the world. All the Walking Dead fans, Vampire Diaries fans. Um, Yeah. If you uh, are watching this, then you know what it's about. Um, you saw my Twitter, Instagram. It was just time. It was time. Um, I was helping out volunteering at some homeless youth shelters, and this girl came up to me, and she was like, thank you so much for helping out with the LGBT. And she said it like she didn't deserve it. And I was like, why? And she said, because you're straight. I was like, well, I'm not straight. She was like, why have you never said that publicly before? You could help change our lives. It hit me like a gut punch. It felt like somebody just knocked the wind out from me. And I realized how important it is in this day and age to be visible. Have people know who you are. You know, when we're doing amazing things and having incredible things, Pro athletes, celebrities, um, doctors, lawyers, heroes in every community and neighborhood. When you are accomplishing incredible things and you're hiding who you are, you're hurting hundreds of millions of people. So by us staying quiet, you know, we're partially to blame for kids getting beat up and ridiculed, stereotypes and stigmas. If you don't like them, you need to be visible change them you know i'm an actor the whole world everybody 
you know, the industry is like, this is your big break. You're on Walking Dead. You can't come out. You can't be in the press because everything you work so hard for is going to be gone. There's no gay or bi leading men, no action heroes. You know, your career is going to be over. I don't care because I know what's right. Standing up for these kids that I'm seeing at these shelters and in high schools and middle schools, standing up for your community, standing up for your entire culture of hundreds of millions of us. That's what's important. That's what matters. So, you know, whatever with my career is going to happen is going to happen, but I'm standing with you guys and I hope you join this. Hashtag out and proud right now. Sending all of my love to you guys. I'm going to be live on social media, so if anybody needs to talk about it, if there's anything that you want to share, message me on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, just huge, massive love and support to you. And mwah, love you guys. And that's pretty awesome, isn't it? The response on social media has been overwhelmingly positive, with thousands and thousands sending supportive messages to Daniel. Just another example of how far we've come, folks. Congratulations to Daniel for living his life for who he is. This past Friday, the world celebrated International Transgender Day of Visibility. Observed every year on March 31st, it's a time to celebrate transgender people around the globe and the courage it takes to live openly and authentically, while also raising awareness around discrimination that transgender people still face. In observing the annual celebration, New York-based transgender singer-songwriter Mila Jam shared a new music video for her uplifting LGBT anthem, Faces. In the video, Jam decided to share the screen with a multitude of famous LGBT faces like Laverne Cox, Candace Kane, Titus Burgess, Ari Gold, Sense8's Jamie Clayton, supermodel Gina Rosero, Drag Race's Peppermint, Transparent Zachary Drucker, and Jay Rodriguez are just some of the famous faces lip-syncing along in the clip. In a press release, Jam shared, Faces is about looking in that mirror and hearing, Do I belong? Am I enough? Will someone love me for who I really am? We wear smiles all the time but hide in fear and loathing because we feel different. The journey is universal no matter who you are. And working through the dark uncertainties is all about learning to radiate your own light, bravely, unapologetically, authentically, happily. Jam also told Out Magazine, everyone needs to see a reflection of themselves. Trans people are no different and completely worthy, beyond worthy. Trans Day of Visibility is a way to say, we belong here just like you. Proceeds from the sale of the single on iTunes will go to the One Pulse Foundation, which aids the victims of the Pulse Massacre last year in June. I belong. I belong. Smiles on their faces as they walk on. So cold and naked. Is anyone home? Mm. I can turn a blind eye and ask no questions where they've been or who they are. And if you're not ready, you'll be left in the dark. No second chances to make impressions. 
faces we never face cause we're falling apart In political news this week, one of the biggest stories had to be in North Carolina, where the state legislature announced that it would finally repeal their hateful bathroom law, HB2. But soon it became apparent that the new law, which would repeal HB2, was actually doubling down on LGBT discrimination. In a race to meet an NCAA deadline for consideration to host championship sporting events through 2022, the state legislature rammed through a fake repeal of HB2. The compromise was concocted in a middle-of-the-night backroom deal between Phil Berger, the Republican Senate leader, Tim Moore, the Republican speaker, and sadly, the newly installed Democratic governor, Roy Cooper. While being touted as a repeal, it actually banned local municipalities from passing any non-discrimination ordinances through 2020. Additionally, HB 142 bans protections for transgender individuals in restrooms and other single-sex spaces forever. Catherine Oakley, the Human Rights Campaign's senior legislative counsel, issued a statement saying, this law does not repeal HB 2, it doubles down on discrimination. Chris Segro, Equality North Carolina executive director and a state lawmaker, said, if you vote for this bill, you are not a friend of the LGBTQ community. As I mentioned earlier, what's particularly galling is newly installed Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, who campaigned on repealing the so-called bathroom bill, supported the effort even though he admitted it was not, quote-unquote, a perfect deal. The new bill passed the state Senate by a vote of 32 to 16. It then went to the House very quickly and passed by a vote of 70 to 48, and the governor signed it that afternoon. LGBT advocacy groups were rightfully angry. Chad Griffin, the president of the Human Rights Campaign, said, This deal does not repeal HB2. It's simply another version of HB2, dressed up in a way desperate lawmakers hope will save the state's economy. Sarah Kate Ellis, the president of GLAAD, said this is bad, doubles down on discrimination, and leaves LGBTQ unprotected. Roy Cooper, we will keep the pressure on, this is wrong, fix this. And from the National Office of the ACLU, the HB2 repeal deal isn't a repeal at all. It will allow discrimination against LGBT people, and it shouldn't pass. Even businesses in the state began chiming in as well. Levi Strauss, the jeans maker, tweeted, We stand with HRC and Equality North Carolina in urging North Carolina lawmakers to reject a backroom deal on anti-LGBTQ HB2. Repeal HB2. Well, folks, I don't have much to add to that other than to say I'm disgusted by this turn of events. It's certainly not what we were expecting when we were trying to overturn this hateful law, and we're very disappointed by new governor Roy Cooper. This is not how he campaigned. 
No word yet from the NCAA on whether they will accept this as a solution for HB2 and allow championship games to return to North Carolina. Stay tuned. It's all about money, isn't it, folks? And speaking of money, documents released this week detailing the Trump administration's proposed budget moving forward into 2017 reveal that they would like to cut $342 million in AIDS, HIV prevention and research funds. A whopping $242 million would be slashed from the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief, known as PEPFAR. In addition, $50 million would be cut from the domestic HIV-AIDS budget and another $50 million from the global HIV-AIDS CDC program. Of course, these are cuts that all add up to a big bundle of $18 billion in cuts in discretionary spending so that the president can up spending in defense. The defense of the United States, which is already the most powerful in the world. And one more thing we should note, that all of this comes from a team that includes Vice President Mike Pence, who goes on the record saying he would personally take away HIV funding in exchange for starting ex-gay conversion therapy programs. So take it with a grain of salt. This is who we're dealing with now, folks. Also from the federal government, for a moment on Tuesday, LGBT activists thought that the 2020 census might start including LGBTQ subjects. An advanced version of the upcoming survey included sexual orientation and gender identity. But shortly thereafter, an announcement came forward saying that the inclusion was made inadvertently and was removed. GLAD CEO Sarah Kate Ellis called the move a systematic effort on behalf of the Trump administration to erase LGBT people. For years, various federal agencies have urged the Census Bureau to include sexual orientation and gender identity in the data that they gather, as it's crucial to their role in enforcing the law. The survey, conducted every 10 years since 1790, asks questions on a wide range of data, everything from the languages spoken to how many bathrooms you might have. The current census, however, only accounts for whether or not a couple identifies as a same-sex household. The survey does not count how many Americans identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Democrats in Congress have asked for more specific questions about LGBTs to improve results. Why? Because the more specific information lawmakers have, the better equipped they are to address appropriate legislation to improve the lives of LGBTQ Americans. That data would help the government to enforce federal laws and how to allocate resources like housing supports and food stamps. If local and federal governments don't know how many LGBTQ people live in a community, we can't know which social services, from education to food stamps, from healthcare to housing, are not getting to those at-risk LGBTQ populations. Nor can we know the extent to which LGBTQ persons are victims of discrimination or disadvantaged when it comes to the provision of health care or being left out of federal or state contracts. Perhaps more importantly, erasing an entire community from the constitutionally required counting of who we are as Americans has a psychological effect that can't be measured. It suggests to us that we do not belong, that we are not worthy of being counted, and that the administration thinks so little of us that it doesn't even want to know we exist. To be erased from the census is to be erased from society. 
thrown back into the closet, and reduced to third-class citizenship. I urge everyone to call their congressman and their senator and insist that LGBTQ people be included in the 2020 census. And my last item this week. Sad news as we learn of the passing of Gilbert Baker, the creator of the rainbow flag, which has become the international symbol for LGBTQ equality. Baker, an Army veteran and longtime activist, was 65 years old when he passed away yesterday. Activist Cleve Jones, who knew Baker for more than 40 years, shared the news on Facebook saying, I'm heartbroken. My dearest friend in the world is gone. Gilbert gave the world the rainbow flag. He gave me 40 years of love and friendship. I can't stop crying. I love you forever, Gilbert Baker. In the 2007 book, The American Flag, Two Centuries of Conflict and Concord, Baker is quoted as saying, A true flag is not something you can really design. A true flag is torn from the soul of the people. A flag is something that everyone owns, and that's why they work. The rainbow flag is like other flags in that sense. It belongs to the people. Baker created the rainbow flag in 1978 for the Pride March in San Francisco, what was then referred to as the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade. Jones announced that there was a gathering under the rainbow flag at Castro and Market Streets in San Francisco at 7 p.m. last night. Rest in peace, Gilbert Baker. You are and forever will be an important thread in the tapestry of LGBT activism. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. I'd like to ask that if you like catching up with the latest LGBTQ news with The Randy Report podcast, head over to iTunes and click that subscribe button. That way, every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent right to you for free for your listening ease. And also remember, you can find me every single day at therandyreport.com following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week.